When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, As you know, the Passover is two days away, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas, and they schemed to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, or there may be a riot among the people. While Jesus was in Bethany, in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price, and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing for me. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Welcome to the Final Days podcast for Compass Church. We are here to talk about how the events of Jesus' final days impact our world today. I'm Nick Herman, and I'm here with Duff Batorf to talk about the plot to kill Jesus on Holy Wednesday. Thanks for being here, Duff. Well, thank you, Nick. It's my pleasure. Of course. We're glad to have you. Now, our text for today is pretty tragic when you think about it. It's a terrible gut check to all of us who read or listen to it. And when we read the story, you and I are probably not the ideal character of the story who pours an expensive jar, jar of perfume on Jesus's head, showing devotion to Jesus. We're probably more like the chief priests or the disciples, sadly. Would you share for a moment how this text has impacted you? Well, I... Um... I guess what what really struck me or what strikes me a lot in this is this, as you say, the severe contrast in the Mm -hmm. whole thing. You have the religious leaders of the time that are operating completely out of fear. Um, They're terrified that this Jesus is disrupting this whole system they so carefully built. Mm -hmm. This religious structure is all at risk. And then you have Mary in this beautiful act of spontaneity, perhaps. Absolutely. Breaks open this extravagant gift of devotion upon and pours it upon Jesus mm-hmm. as, as though she recognizes before any of the rest what's about to happen to her Lord. Exactly. And that's the amazing thing about this story is when we look at the character roles at play, there are several categories and each one of them has their own special part. The religious leaders were the people who were supposed to be pointing the people towards God, especially in this this point in the calendar year, this super high time for the Jewish people. They were supposed to point the people towards God. And right. as you and I, the readers of the Gospel of Matthew, know, God is standing right in front of them. And what do they do? They attempt to kill him. Yes. That's egregious. And then scene change to this unnamed woman who we know is Mary from the Gospel of John at the house of a man who used to be a leper, and she knows something they don't. What What does she know, Duff? Spell it out for us. Well, she just seems to get it, um, much so before all of Jesus' disciples yeah. got it. Uh, he told them repeatedly over and over, and, and working up to this point, you know, during what we now call Holy Week, but moving mm-hmm. into the, the festival of Passover and the feast, Jesus was trying to prepare his disciples that he said, I'm going to have to suffer and die, but I mm-hmm. will rise again. Mm-hmm. They weren't getting it, but she mm-hmm. seemed to as she ceremoniously prepared him for burial. Yeah. And the disciples had heard this three times. 
And then whenever they see what she does to Jesus, what's their reaction? It's indignant. Yeah, they still react as being completely clueless. And it's, uh, it is interesting uh, the way they witness this extravagant gift poured mm-hmm. out on Jesus and their reaction is defensive. Exactly. As if to say, how dare you one-up us? Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it makes me wonder, how do I react in the face of mm. an extravagant gift that someone else has brought to the feet of the Savior? Mm. Yeah. Do we react like the disciples did? At this extravagant gift that's a, a display of discipleship? How do you think modern Christians should react whenever people give extravagant gifts? Well, I, I think all too often our first response may be to, to mischaracterize that. Mm-hmm. They're showboating or they're, um, they're being irresponsible with what God has given them, right. those kind of reactions. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is we don't know their heart. We don't know how God is leading that person at this particular time. And it's, it's interesting that you know, Mary's gift is upon Jesus, but the whole room gets to share in that. That's true. Think of the fragrances that filled the room. Hmm. And that it was just, it was a beauty. It was a blessing to the whole gathering in the group there. It was focused on Jesus. It wasn't for them. And yet it's like they got a spillover of the, of the blessing that she meant to give Jesus. Absolutely. And yet sometimes when we see that, we can also react in indignance to say that their gift mm-hmm was a waste. It's irresponsible. It's mm-hmm. frankly stupid. Yeah. And you don't see any, you know, you don't see any reaction of that. Oh, that's what a wonderful aroma. Right. That's in yeah. The, from any of the apostles, none yeah. of that is recorded. It's just the, Mm-mm. what a waste. Right. You did right. this wrong, the, the accusation, the shame that they try mm-hmm. to put on Mary. And they're acting, it seems in like this self-preservation, because you mentioned, it seems like in their eyes, maybe she's just trying to one-up them or something, mm-hmm. when in reality, they could also share in the same blessing. Mm-hmm. But what's what's the difference between Mary and the disciples? What does she get that they don't? Well, I think, as, as we said, she gets it that Jesus is moving into a new phase. He's, he's going to, to redemption. Mm. He has, I've, I was reading other... Um, other conversations about this and um, that, that Jesus had instructed his disciples and the Jews through his discourses. He edified them with their, with his examples and convinced them through his miracles. And now he was preparing to redeem them Hmm. by his blood. And they just, Mary was there. They were not. Hmm. So I think she really saw the bigger picture of him moving forward through this and the necessity of it. When the disciples, I think, were still in the kingdom now, you're going to, yeah. you know, when are you going to take over? When's yeah. it going to happen? Mm-hmm. So what do we take from that? How does that impact my life and your life today? Very good question. I hope so. So I, I, think, <laughs> I think we have to be careful of the expectations we put on God. Is this, is this God's plan right now or is it my plan? And I think sometimes that can get real gray. Uh, It seems like a good plan. It seems like a holy place to go. 
It seems righteous. It seems self-sacrificing. But maybe it's not really what God has planned all along. It's very hard, I think, for us not to let our own our own willfulness and our own desire to get in the way of what God really has planned for us. And I think Mary does show that very well when she very willingly gives of her own a lot of money and a very expensive gift and pure worship and devotion for what she realizes is going on in Jesus's life. Yes. And you know that we look at that and, and Judas does us a favor in another gospel and tells us that, that, you know, that's probably worth over 300 denarii. So probably about a year's worth of wages very well have been a family heirloom passed down from mother to daughter Hmm. over who knows how many generations. And here Mary was willing to pour it out mm-hmm. on Jesus, give him the most precious possession she owned, perhaps. Wow. And that and, just begs the question, what, yeah, what's what, Jesus worth? What am I holding on to? Yeah. What is Jesus worth? Is it worth giving up what I have for him? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think the question is, a lot of us do say that Jesus is worth everything. Jesus is worth my life. He's worth everything. I've, I've given my life to follow Jesus. But if you say Jesus is worth everything, is he really worth everything. If Jesus is worth everything, is he worth giving up an hour to take part in the loaves and fishes or to hold babies on Sunday morning or to join a community group? And those might be trivial examples, but I think they're very real. If Jesus is worth everything, is he worth giving up control of our lives? If he's worth everything, is he worth loving others when it's hard? Is he worth loving our spouses the way he loved the church? Is he worth telling others about? Is he worth repenting for? You say Jesus is worth everything. This 2,000-year-old woman invites us, literally and lovingly, to put our money where our mouth is. Absolutely. And that's a hard challenge. It is very much a hard challenge. Oftentimes, it's not a, the deepest thing we hold, the greatest desire we hold is not a tangible thing or a financial thing. It's our own self-will hmm. and the deep desire we have to have things our own way. And the challenge for us is to give up our own self-will or the will of God. Yes, and, and I think the Gospels contrast this so well in the religious leaders of the day holding so tightly to what they had built mm-hmm. to have it their way. The, the length that they were willing to go to keep it their way. You know, it, it was clear Jesus was shaking up the house. So the contrast between the leaders, you know, the pastors of the church, holding to, it has to be my way, all the way to Mary, saying, there's nothing I won't sacrifice for you. The question is for us is, what is Jesus worth? And that is the question we leave you with today. Thank you for listening to the Final Days podcast.